Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Chef. Hey, hey, hey. It's Wells. Jesus. Doing the Fat Albert thing on me? Holy shit, that's rude. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, it's Wells. That doesn't work the same. No, it doesn't. It's all the Wells. Uh, so what's been up since we last recorded? Oh, wait, no. It's been literally five minutes. Uh, anything, it's been. Anything new in the video game, TV show space that you want to... I finally started playing Spider-Man. Spider-Man 1. Ah, yes. What do you think? Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far, you know, and uh, I'm playing it. And, it, you know, so to me, um, like one of the big hangups has always been the, like, console exclusivity of Spider-Man, right? And yes. So... Which is also on PC, by the way. But oh, okay. Well, I don't care enough about that. Okay. I don't like to play on my PC. I, I know it sounds dumb, but I, I you know, I yeah, no, no thanks. Um, but I'm, you know, like I'm not very far into it. And already, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's just like Batman during the daytime. Cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it's it's Arkham Knight, but like you know, in a lighter, more upbeat sort of like Spider-Man way. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like same kind of mechanics. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. Okay, and we're flying from rooftop. Okay, like. Okay, this is very so. Oh, and we got the same kind of puzzles, like the literal same kind of puzzles. Like, all right, I, like I can get behind this. Yeah, I get it. It's just you know, it's Batman, you know, in the Spider Verse, and so you know, so far so good, cool. so fun, nice. Uh, I just because I haven't been able to play one of those because I don't really game as much on my PC, um, and I don't have a PlayStation. But I did say like whenever you feel like. Or, saw some meme like if you ever are feeling useless at least you're not fast travel in a spider-man game because why in the world would i just want to go from like point a to point b when i can literally web swing there well apparently <laughs> like, and i have not played the new spiderman yet but apparently like they revolutionized fast travel in this new one like apparently all video game fast travel should be like the the new fast travel awesome. i don't know what they do i don't know how they make it different portals portals Portals. Uh, who kn- who knows? Yeah. Like like I said, I haven't played it. I don't have a PS5. I'm not going out to buy one to play the new Spider-Man. Yeah. I'll wait for it to come to PC and yeah. then I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, had I not been like basically gifted, you know, basically got a PS4 and Spider-Man for ten dollars all in. Right. Like I feel like I'm winning at life. So even if it's not the best, like I can deal with it. And I will suggest really quickly that once you do play that, get Miles. Get the Miles. Version. Yeah, I, it's I really good. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I mean, like the, the fact that it's held, it's the the games have held their value the way they have. You know, you can't just buy, you know, like a ten dollar version of it from GameStop like that. That says a lot. Yeah, it does. So. I've I've been just beating my head against Baldur's Gate Three Act yes. One. Yes, you have. I, I know. I'm 15 hours in, and I just now discovered the Underdark, and I'm having a good time getting absolutely rocked by minotaurs so that's in your bio yes (laughs) uh, and in my grinder profile apparently right wells i don't know who the fuck this brewery is oh i do (laughs) what is going on with the edward teach brewery okay so i i had a couple people forward the ongoing shenanigans of this brewery to me and i'm not going to speculate in the he said she saidness of the situation. Apparently, there was some sort of incident a couple weeks back involving a performer and involving the owner of the brewery. But now things. Sorry, are did s- you say performer? 
will like a musician that comes in and oh like, okay okay cool. I'm like well, is it like a strip club bar no like, what's God, going no, on here so I've I've been to the Edward Teach I'm sorry we refer to them as the talent my bad my I'm sorry Josh the sorry. talent jo- Josh is giving me bad eyes because I said the wrong term okay sorry Wells go ahead um so I went to Wilmington I guess last summer <laughs> after I put my dog down so I was kind of like yeah it was a very bittersweet trip uh. But the one thing that wasn't bittersweet was my time at this brewery. I, I, I had a really good time. I thought there were some uh, pretty good beers that I had. Um, Wilmington was kind of hit or miss for me as a beer town. However, uh, come to find out that maybe not uh, the brewery owner might not be the most popular person. And there apparently was some sort of an incident between... <laughs> I, Anyway, so I, I love it when like brewery drama, like things behind closed doors, spills out into the public eye. And in the most guerrilla marketing way possible, um, the Edward Teach Brewery is accusing somebody and said they filed suit against them of slapping QR codes on their package, bottles, cans, whatever it is, at a, a local grocery store that redirects them to this website that spills all the tea about what happened, allegedly happened. At, at wow. So, so boy, like I, this thing came up to me a couple times. Uh, folks knew that I had been there and, or that I keep my finger on the pulse of kind of what's going on in North Carolina beer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, anytime, normies kind of get a dose of behind the scenes drama. It, I mean, that, it's really rare. I hope you can understand it's unproductive for us to have a public debate over an unfortunate misunderstanding with a performer, but let us go ahead and put QR codes on our cans. No, no, no. So this was the letter. So they're experiencing a boycott in the Wilmington area. A lot oh. of places have dropped them, but this grocery store did not drop them. So instead somebody is coming in, and slapping QR codes, okay, okay. linking to gotcha. say, "Hey, here's why you should not give purchase money to this brewery." Exactly, and plus, who out there is like, I, even at places I trust, you really got to be watching your ass, just clicking on random QR codes and everything out there, and like, I don't know. I don't know. I was at you know a place the other day, and I clicked on a QR code and wanted me to log into my bank, and I'm like, okay, sure. They just sure. want to take my payment directly. That's awesome. That seemed completely legitimate. Yeah, what could go wrong? All right, so I totally random, but kind of related tangent. How do you gentlemen feel about restaurants or breweries that don't have physical menus anymore, and it is a QR code that you have to scan? Yeah, fuck to, that. To get menu, I'm with I, the boomers on this one. I, I, I can see both sides. Okay. So from a restaurant side, you're reducing costs. Not that you're going to pass that on to the consumer. No. You're going to still continue to charge them more. You're not paying your wait staff anymore. But, right. you know, you don't have to keep printing menus. Now, as a consumer, I don't have to touch your nasty-ass menu. So I kind of like that. But on the flip side, sometimes... I am I, pointing both fingers at Jeff excitedly. Yes. But, but then also sometimes, like, I like to be able to look at the full menu and not sit there and stare at my screen. But then on the flip side, sometimes those big menus are hard to read when you go to that restaurant that doesn't have a lot of good lighting. Like, you know, I could see both sides of it. The thing that drove me crazy was a brewery that I went to. 
oh cool, what do you have on offer? Like you walk in and you like walk up to the bartender and they're like, oh, our beer list is here on this QR code. I'm standing in front of you. You don't have like anything behind the bar that says like, here are our beers. So now I'm standing in front of the bartender and I'm taking a picture of this QR code and I'm pulling up your fucking website and I'm scrolling to find out what I want. That's a waste of everybody's time. And on that point, I feel like I would just stand there and just look for as long as possible as a line queued up behind me just to be that guy. I, yeah. I, I think there's, if, if I'm at a table, I don't mind the QR code, everything. Right. But if I am ordering at the bar, you better have a, a list that I can see. I don't care if it's on a menu, if it, it can be on a TV on, or it can be on a TV on yeah. untapped. It can be on whatever, I, I, but I want to look at it and and, and not like look down at my phone when I'm trying to order. Yeah. That's stupid. Now, having said that, uh, was in Durham at the uh, Korean Beer Hall. And they have kind of a best of both worlds. So they have the untapped screen up, which is great. Yep. You know, so we're looking up there trying to figure out what we want for beer. We order a beer. We go back to the table and they have a QR code. But the nice thing is like you can go to the QR code and you can like basically set up your order like you're ordering online and they just bring the food out to you. You pay there. It's all done. There's like it's, there's no tipping. It's fantastic. And your your payment method is tied to like the QR code that scans and it's like redirected to your exact table. Yeah. No, those are awesome. Yep. But the one where I have to like pull my phone out just to when I walk in your dang front door. So can't do that. So maybe the move then is I'm going to start carrying a QR code so that whenever I go to a brewery like that and they say, okay, that'll be like twenty two seventy five, I can hand them a QR code and say this links to my PayPal. But I, <laughs> I mean, look. And by scanning this, you send me like five dollars. <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. But yeah, see, it kind of sucks, doesn't it? You thought you're getting one thing, you got something else. <laughs> see, I mean, all right. So me as a germaphobe, Jeff saying I don't have to touch your nasty ass menus. Holy shit, that is one of my biggest fears in a restaurant because I see what happens when. I get a menu and then you take it away. You wipe it down with maybe water at best. Yeah. But at like best. When, when I go into those restaurants and I see they're wiping down the menus, I'm just like, okay, this is not a good start. Yeah. You're just, I'm spreading the germs all over this I, thing. I'm not the germaphobe. Josh is having said that I'm happy to, uh, politely avoid as much of that as possible. Yes, exactly. So anyways, um, Back to the Edward Teach Brewery. This doesn't sound like it's going to be a fun experience for anybody involved at the brewery. It Someone's doesn't. going to get taught. I know. Blackbeard, you should have done better, my friend. I know. Ugh. Wait, didn't we just talk about New Jersey? It kind of feels like it, but what are they doing now? Well, apparently there's been sort of compromise, uh, some sort of legislative compromise bill moving forward um, to to help bring New Jersey back into the 21st century in terms of what um, craft breweries are able to do. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the show in months, maybe a year past that New Jersey breweries are unable to like, I don't know, have the game on TV. Do anything. Exactly. Yeah, Food? they they couldn't have watched the Giants beat the Eagles this weekend. No, nope. couldn't couldn't yeah. have done that. Couldn't that watch the Eagles imploding. <laughs> so this wasn't the the governor kind of like did a, a 
table veto on this by like, I'm just not going to sign this piece of brewery legislation. I want more stuff. So New Jersey uh, legislators came back for a special session. They kind of, they did kind of a half-ass compromise bill. Like the governor didn't get everything that he wanted, but at least breweries are now going to be able to, I don't know, have food trucks or a television. Yay. Yay. I mean, honestly, I'll take it. Holy cow. I might actually set foot in New Jersey right now because when I found out that like New Jersey breweries weren't able to do, I don't know anything that I absolutely take for granted. Right. Living in the progressive state of North Carolina. Right. Um, I might actually go. I mean, probably not, but I might actually go. I mean, you want you want to go see where Coheed and Cambria came from. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's totally at the number one top list of... Oh, yeah, that's right. Coheed and Cambria. We went to go see some other band instead of seeing them with Def Evan. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was Tenacious D. And, yeah. And I mean, completely come on. There, tracks, there, yeah, there was a reason that we went to the D. You had to go to the D. Kyle quit the band, but he came back and everything's all right. Whew. All right. Crooked Steve. I know. This is kind of a bummer. Well, it's it's a part it's a part bummer. So this is uh, a little bit of old news. By the time this comes out, uh, Crooked Stave has closed one of their tap rooms, um, and it's just a tap room. This isn't like a production facility, right? But anytime I'm kind of like, oh, Crooked Stave, like they're one of those awesome producers of beer out of Colorado and in a state well known for producing awesome beer yeah somehow crooked stave kind of stands out uh this is their fort collins uh colorado tap room has closed down at the end of the year so bummer that but uh but yeah like you said it's not a brewery this is tap room but still i mean it, it it it's never a good sign when even a tap room closes so i mean I do treat all things equal. If I'm traveling from out of town and I have like, oh, is this a, is this a tap room or is this a brewery? Right. Like if I only have two options and I only have enough time to visit one, I'm going with the place that actually makes the dang beer and not the place that trucks it in from somewhere else. Right. So... Yeah, not the end of the world. This is not a production facility, and, and we'll see. They're either going to reimagine the space as something completely different, or they're going to find somebody else to take over the lease, but still. Yeah. Cool. All right, what is Labatt doing? Okay, this is one of those like super industrial engineer technology kind of uh, story that Gets you all tight in the pants. And there's nothing wrong with that. That that kind of. And so I have a real soft spot for Labatt. And it's not because I grew up in anywhere near the Canadian border. But uh, I don't know. I I did spend a lot of time in a, a local Buffalo Bills bar in Charlotte. And Labatt was just what I drank. And it's it's fine. It's whatever. But they have... A, uh, a new piece of equipment that ain't cheap. Uh, it's $4.4 million upfit that's going to help in, um, cut their greenhouse gas emissions by 30%. Awesome. So they got a more efficient you know, HVAC. Okay. Basically. So 
instead of just having like so you've got a refrigerator right and but the refrigerators in keeping things cold they have to send off that excess heat yes. somewhere right and, and rather than just sending it out into the environment they're going to use that to heat other elements in the brew chain okay so it can assist in blowing water rather than just like burning fossil fuels to like make steam to heat things they're going to capture some of the heat that's just typically just given off into the atmosphere and use that in heating certain things in the brewing process. Hey, I mean, so as a space hippie that tries to, as much as I can, greenify my life, and I know it sounds so douchebaggy. Because you are. Like, I don't buy... You get buy, it natural, it's fine. I don't buy um, paper towels anymore. Haven't in almost a year. Don't miss them. Like, towels exist. You throw a towel under the washer. It's clean. I Which don't I find, have. have I, to, I, I find funny with it, with how upset you get about the germs on a menu. Granted, those are other people's germs. Yes, you're okay with your own germs. Yes, of course. Because like, but if you clean up like an especially messy whatever that that's a dirty towel and you don't use that again. Yeah, exactly. I clean up a, a, a mess that I made when I was making stew or, or chili or something. Goes in the washer. Don't buy paper towels anymore. Um, dog pads. We have two elderly dogs that like to pee all over the place when we go to bed. <coughs> I actually found some reusable dog pads that when they pee on it, it's just going to get thrown in the washer. It's little things, yeah, right? So now you have dog pee in your washer? Yeah. yeah. I mean, as somebody that had a dog that had seizures, I'd come... Yeah, I had that too. Yeah, exactly. You just have to make sure you clean your washer. Exactly. <laughs> but th- to see breweries... Starting yeah. to figure some of this stuff out on a larger scale is really cool to me. Yeah, for sure. I, and, you know, we see all the CO2 capture and all, all the stuff that they are trying to figure out. I hope, my hope is that this stuff can become affordable enough for a place like Triple C sure. or the Vine Barrel right. that has a tiny system to actually be able to really do this. I'll tell you what I like about this story is that this is an example of actually trying to make your systems better and not just buying carbon offset credits like that does anything to anybody. A hundred percent agree. I mean, I'm technically just buying carbon offset credits when I do the shit that I do. And I get that. And I'm okay with that. So, yes, Jeff, you're a hundred percent right. They're trying to make things more efficient. Because, I, yeah, I, I mean, do appreciate some efficiency. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, I don't have paper towels anymore, but I'm still running my washing machine to clean all that shit. So... No. I'm, I'm buying green credits for the future. Jeff's exactly right. They're actually trying to make things more efficient, which is even better. Yep. And, and long-term efficiency saves money. So Because they've got a pasture. Like, they are like one of the a macro brewery. They've got to pasteurize their product as it comes out the door to make it more shelf-stable. So why don't we just use some of that heat that our refrigerators are already giving off to help? Yeah pasteurize our product that goes right back into the refrigerator so yeah i mean kind of cool hats off to Labatt. yeah i might actually drink a Labatt blue there you like go. sometime soon watch a know. hockey game drink some Labatt blue i don't mean bills in the playoffs so yeah, that's true you know yeah watch them beat the steelers drink a Labatt blue there you go or or few god all right, last but not least. Bef- um, before you get all whatever about it, this is the Rogue Creamery. This has nothing to do with the brewery. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Just just to let you know. 
So a the Rogue Creamery and the Crux Fermentation Project have teamed up on a blue cheese infused lambic, basically. Which I just want to try. All right, are you okay? Yes. Are either of you team blue cheese when it comes to yes. Yes. wings? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I love. So what I was about to say was maybe to have some of that blue cheese lambic with some of the new uh, buffalo Cheetos. There's buffalo Cheetos. Uh huh. Of course there is. Come on. There's got to be. Right? Honestly, I'm surprised it's taken them this long. Yeah, same. I mean, All right, y'all like, talk for a second. I've got to pull up my grocery ordering app. Like, yeah, I like. I, I got it. Got a bag at home. They're decent. They're Cheetos that taste like right. buffalo wings, right? But like, I don't know, Josh. If you remember, many, 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 many moons ago, I brought back this uh, peach sour. I think it was from Evansville, and it almost had like a blue cheese kind yes, of funk yes, to it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, so this doesn't, like, this really isn't as crazy as it sounds. Yeah, it's not. Um, you know, to get a Lambic that's got some funk, not that crazy. Yeah. And... Not at all. Yeah, this isn't anything unusual. Uh, but people think, like, blue cheese, this isn't going to be a cheesy beer. They're just going to probably use the, uh, like, a culture of that, the bacteria and everything that gives it that kind of funk. Um how, how is this different than any other Lambic that we drink? It's except from they source their culture from a, a, a cheese strain instead of from the air or from a skin of a, a fruit or whatever. So I, I, I would love to give this a shot. Uh, it's unfortunate. I don't think Crux Fermentation Project is going to be just doing distribution in North Carolina anytime soon. Not to mention of what undoubtedly is going to be a super small batch out of their cool ship. Yeah. Fair. But if any uh, dear listeners out there with access to uh, the Crux Fermentation Project out of Oregon. Yeah, it's in Bend. uh, Bend. Hi. Hi. Bend there. Yeah. You know, let me know. Keep me posted if you can make that I, happen. I, I, I would highly, 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 highly doubt it. Because again, like, <laughs> but uh, having had been at Crux, uh, super fun place. Cool. cool. <laughs> All right, are we ready for break? We sure are. Do it. We'll be back in thirty. Do it. Do it. Final buy. I'll explain how it works. Thank Pretty you. simple. We've been drinking beer on the show, and we give it a very simple rating scale. It's a one or it's a zero. We buy it or we don't buy it. Sometimes we have listeners donate beer to the show. If you ever want to donate a beer, contact or hate mail at craftbeercast.com. We can work out trades, whatever you want to do. Jeff, first beer up. Um, so back in late November, early December, Wells is like, hey, I got this beer that we need to add to the list, and it got forgotten about for... 
couple weeks. Two or, two or three recording sessions. Um, so tonight we're having it, and we were a little worried that it wasn't going to hold up, but this is uh, from Crafty Bastard Brewery in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is their Pete Smoked Porter. This was canned on 11-24. And really, like, that, you know, I, I, this kind of feels like it, like, is a 12-ounce or a 16-ounce crowler almost. It does. Like, like, like I think, well, as you were saying, they canned this, like, to order almost. It, Yep. So uh, th- that's an interesting path, and that's fine. Uh, this is a gluten-reduced. Um, and and um, off the top, like, pour this in my glass, and I take a whiff of it, and I'm just like, peat smoked, yes, 100%, like, burning rubber, you know, like, like you get you have these visions of Ireland, like, like it's all there. Then Scotland take, even. Or, uh, yeah, thank you. Sorry, I'm sidetracked. Um, but then you take a sip of it, and it's like, it's really not that aggressive it's all in the nose it's it's a it's a little like it definitely is a smoked beer i feel like this is right up daniel hardis's you know wheelhouse um it's it's really solid and at eight percent it drinks very lightly it's but you have to be in the mood for a smoked beer for this kind of stuff people that love roush beer um and even yeah like like a dunkel maybe even like like this might be up your your alley um, it's a no buy for me because it just it's a little like I don't love peat, but I can appreciate what this is. It's it's very well made. And I, again, I love the fact that it is super present up front. And then like when you drink it, it's actually not that aggressive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not for me, but like it's, it's really well done. Well, uh, everything that Jeff said, except this is 100 percent for me. Uh, I, if memory serves me correctly, though, this was a little bit more portery. Uh, there, um, and I guess you know six, eight weeks, whatever. Uh, chilling in the can kind of brought out some of that smokiness, but um, it should not be this easy. You give it a, a sniff, and you almost want to recoil. Uh, I mean, I start salivating, but that's that's me. Um, this is a shitload of smoke. There's there's no hiding that. Uh, on the nose, but it it's a lovely little porter once on like on the finish and uh an eight percent. I just absolutely cannot believe that this beer is eight percent. Uh absolute buy for me and I can't wait to go back to Knoxville now. Josh. <clears throat> Mr. Wells. Yep. Do you have a cigar on you? Uh no, but I kinda want one now after this beer. Okay. So next time you have one, can you just put it directly into my beer for me? Because that's what this was. To me. You, you like drinking an ashtray? No, not oh. at all. Oh, so But here's not. here's the funny thing. Like, a, a peat malted scotch does not bother me. I like some peat malted scotches. Some is the key word there. Okay. Some can be a little overly aggressive. I don't know if it's the heat from the scotch that kind of balances out the smoke for me. And that's why I kind of like them a little bit more than this. But this literally tasted like I had a porter, somebody put a cigar into it, and just left it hanging out. And it, like, sat there and soaked up all that oh nasty smoke and everything I don't want. And, God, no. Please never, ever do this to me again. No buy. <laughs> this isn't as bad as that one Hardest trolled us with that oh, one time where God. it was, like, drinking charcoal as a liquid was that a german brewery with uh fancy cursive on it uh-huh, uh-huh. really yeah. yeah you hate those 
Oh. It no, I, like, I have a Roush beer that I've been saving for you. Like, like you, you will get for D and D. Yeah, yeah there, there's oh. there's Roush beers, and then there's that thing Hardest gave us, which was like it was a Roush Martin. Yes. Oh yeah. And uh, so we're all I like, love those things, and we're like, oh yeah, Martin. We're doing all these Martins, and then it's like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> Why do you hate us? All right, Jeff. Next beer up. I mean, it's Hardest. So the the reasons are are many and whatever. Um, uh, up next, we got a pair of beers that uh, sometimes fall into the category we call the left behinds. Uh, you got a friend that comes over and they bring beer, even though sometimes you say, don't bring beer, I've got beer. Um, and they bring beer because they want to show you what they have. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And so we just have them. And uh, so these are leftovers. Uh, this is from Southern Range, first off, um, south of Charlotte. This is Venus and Bacchus, an imperial stout brewed with cinnamon, maple, and vanilla. Um, of the two that we were going to have, I really was expecting this to be the one that I hated. It's not bad. I'm not buying it. Um, but it's like the cinnamon isn't too over oppressive. The maple is more there later than it is up front. Um, it's fine. But I, yeah, like like this is like, I, I feel like I've gone through or we as a trio have gone through our like maple imperial stout phase. And, and so um, like I can handle it in small doses in. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I said, it's fine, but no, oh, bye. Wells. Uh, a little thin flavors are restrained. Uh, hides the ABV. Well, but I'm not reaching for this. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm dialing back on pastry stouts to begin with, but, but again, this is really thin. Um, I'm I'm not buying this, Josh. Well, not only is it very thin, but what else besides maple is in this? Because I don't taste anything else. But fair maple. enough. A little bit of cinnamon, and and I do get a little bit of that vanilla. But yeah, yeah. this maple is very overpowering compared to the other ingredients. They're there, but it's just like, hey, this is maple, and who knows? Maybe some of this stuff faded out. But yeah, no, no buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. One of the, uh, I'm not gonna call it flagship, but like seasonal popular beers from Southern Range. It's uh, they they have this imperial stout called Cookie Dough. You know, because are you guys? Have you ever seen The Symptoms? No. What There's are you talking about? Apostrophe in that name, but we know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, right. Um, it, but this is the barrel aged version of Cookie Dough. It always scares me when the when the can says malt beverage with natural flavors. <laughs> but uh, in theory, this is a cookie dough imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels. This one, I feel like, fell apart a lot. I, I don't know what's happened with this beer. Um, it's it's not really a good stout. Um, and maybe it's, I, I don't know, this one is, eh, it's got about a year on it. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. A stout really shouldn't go south on you like that. This one's just not for me. I'll pass. No bye. Wells? Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I had the Venus and Bacchus before it. I thought, like, well, maybe maybe this beer's got some legs. Tried the barrel-aged cookie dough and like, oh, no, no, no. This is, yeah, to your point, this should not have fallen this far. This is oh, pretty fucking wretched to me. Josh? So remember when we talked about resident culture and yes. like they kind of surprise you like hey they make good IPAs but they also make some of this other good stuff I really and maybe I'm alone in this 
really like Southern Ranges IPAs for the most part. As long as I can get them fresh, I think they make good solid IPAs. Yeah. That's about all they need to make. Because what is this? This is a train wreck. Like, I like cookie dough. As much as I hate chocolate, I like cookie dough. But here's the thing. This sucks. So so I think the issue, honestly, on probably both of these beers is that we're not the market. And these are popular beers with Southern Range. How? I... That's not the point. We've, because we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show when you are a smaller market yes, and, yes, and there's yes. like... I know, I know, I know. But there's better beers that they make than this. That's the thing. Ice Cube as a Pimp is actually a good beer. Tiny Ass, Umbre- Tiny Ass Umbrellas is a good beer. Why are people not drinking that? Who's saying they're not? I'm just oh. saying that these are popular beers from them. That's insanity. Mm, I didn't That's say it was crazy a talk. That's crazy talk. Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up. Um, I, I, whenever Wells brings a little stubby bottle from Zillicoa, I get excited. And uh, he was like, you guys got to try this. It's their uh, English barley wine. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Yep, okay. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm interested. And uh, yeah, 11.1%. And I, you know, see it's, uh, oh gosh, let's do the math real quick. Uh, $4.5 a bottle. Respectable price for that kind of ABV. Yep, true. I mean, 12, 12 ounce bottles. Let's just, you know. Oh, yeah, 12 out. ounce bottles. Yeah, fair so. enough. Fair enough. And then I go and pour this, and I'm like, um, like, what, what is this? Like a, like an older West Coast IPA? Is this like a, like, why? It's, it's soup, like probably the clearest barley wine I have ever seen in my life. Yep. It is this, I don't know what color shade that is, almost orangish, you know, like, it doesn't look like this. If you sat this in front of me, I would never have guessed it was a barley wine. And then you taste it. It's okay. This is again, weird to even think of it this way, but this is the cleanest drinking barley wine. I think I've ever had in my life. Yep. It doesn't, it doesn't drink heavy. It doesn't hang with you. Like this is, I take back what I said earlier off mic. I I'm, I think I'm starting to fall in love with this. Yep. Yep. This is a big buy for me. I'm really having a hard time coming up with anything negative to say about it. It's just the color. The color is the only slam that but, I have on this. Like, why this is this is almost in blonde territory? But like in the world where they make blonde stouts, where that is a thing. Sure. What's wrong with this? There's nothing wrong with it. But you know, to your point, this looks like. The, it, this looks like the rinse water after I clean my glass of a really good barley wine, and and this is just the water that's left over. Yeah, there you um, go. And it tastes like a full throated big fucking barley wine that is still easy to drink at eleven point one percent. The only thing that I want out of this beer is a barrel aged version. That's it, or that's, more of it, or I more mean, of it, um, because the price is right. The Quality is exceptional. Honestly, when I saw Zillicoa was doing a barley wine, I knew I had to have it because yeah. I knew that it was going to be at least so good. And somehow this is better than my highest expectations. It, it both simultaneously meets and yet somehow doesn't even come close to what my expectations would have been when you told me this is what you were bringing. Yep. 
Josh doesn't like it. No, no I hate it. It's <laughs> terrible. No, no, no. Uh, <clears throat> we had some trash-ass beer on this show. Complete trash. This was like the savior. It walked in and was like, I am here to tell you beer is still good. Thank you, Zilakoa, for saying beer is still good. And it's weird that, yes, as you guys have said, this is like almost a weird straw-colored English-style barley wine, which is bizarre, but... It's like a harp. Yes. You know, like, like you know, we're, this English style, it's like, you know, going to the pub and pulling like a harp or something like that. Yeah. That's that color. Yeah. But, God damn, is this good. This is a killer, killer fucking barley wine. And part of it, too, could just simply be because I hated everything else that we had on the show. It's, no. But... It's, it's not that. I... I... I tr- I trust Silicoa enough to know that's not really the case. Damn. That's good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, time for I tap that. After we gushed all over Zillicoa, we all know what we're going to tap, except for Wells. Except- Wells, you're the only wild card in this because you got the smoked beer that you liked. I, and I do really enjoy that smoked beer, but that barley one from Zillicoa is what I fucking dream of. I, I cannot believe how light... Like looks absolutely deceived me on this because I yeah. thought it was going to be a watered down something or other, and instead this is a sneaky eleven percent that just absolutely delivers everything that I want in an English style barley wine. Ah, I love it to pieces. All right, so real talk, I have to ask you. Yeah, could you get through a keg of that smoked beer? Honestly, could, could I get through a keg? No. Okay. I well, like so. a six, I don't, I don't think so. But of that barley wine, I will. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be a smartass. I'm just honestly asking, yeah. like, if you had a keg of both of these presented to you. Which is what I'd tap that is, right? Uh, right, if but, but we could can only you have, even, like... Could you even get through a six-pack of that, like, in a night? In or a you, night? Yeah. I, do you think it's, I like, a, a one and Could nine? I get through a six-pack of an 8% beer in a night? No. What about an afternoon? No. Oh my god. It's like play look, What about look, a day? It's AFC wildcard or NFC wildcard dealer's choice, but like, you know, it's wildcard weekend and Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Are you right. doing a six pack of that like nah? I mean, meanwhile I feel like that good grief, that barley wine, I feel like I'd be I, I'd probably be four pours deep without yep. even realizing because it like Oh yeah, it's get, a sneaky and little I, and shit. I, and I and I cannot understate how lightly this beer drinks like i really question whether or not it is actually 11 percent, right because i feel like like that that drinks like a six percent you know like, well, like yeah. when I you have, have two of them in one sitting uh-huh. and you get up to go to the bathroom it's 11.1 <laughs> good don't, to know don't ask me how i know but i but i mean like i'll have six and a half percent ipas that feel like they're three times as heavy as this yeah it's like bonkers to me that this is. God, these guys are awesome. Absolutely, Jeff. We're in the show. Where we are at the end of the show. Where are we at? This is the part where I tell you about craftbeercast.com, as if you didn't already know. Facebook.com/slash/craftbeercast, Patreon.com/slash/craftbeercast, X.com, where, um, where where you go to have your white supremacy uh, X's in tweets. Uh, at CBcast. Uh, we're not on threads yet because that's where uh, like all of the uh, transphobia is. So And uh, porn bots. Lots uh, of porn bots. Oh, but I'm, I'm surprised. Really? Oh, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I, I gotta check go us out. Uh, Wells, can they find you anywhere? Yeah, at all the Wells on Instagram. Gotta keep 
even forgetting to update my Instagram, I suck. Uh, Josh, where are you? Uh, our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. We do have a story out there that we need to throw into our next show notes. But P- please feel free to throw news articles up there that you want us to discuss or you know topics you want us to discuss or anything like that. More importantly, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody you've been listening to us for however many episodes or however many years. The more people will listen. You know, we've never had ads on the show. I never want to have ads. Uh, Patreon helps more than anything. I mean, it, it bought the bottle of Utopias that we will eventually have on the show. So if you want to help us with things like that, it, it means the world to us. So other than that, we will talk to you all next Thursday. Thursday.